welcome to the first episode of season five, Learning How to Live. Today, I'm sharing what a day in the life looks like, like truly looks like, because we all know whatever we've been seeing on social media just isn't true. Fun fact, I actually got hired to model for a cannabis company. They were apparently looking for an Asian girl that was affluent with a mindfulness edge. I mean, I didn't know what that was really a thing, but I'll, I'll take it. I guess I did fit the bill. And at the photo shoot, they asked me what a typical day was like for me and tried to fit in their product with my daily activities. And this is what made me start to wonder, why do we even want to live a day in the life? Does that mean we want to live this day in the life to be every single day? Because I'll tell you, waking up to the sunrise, meditating to the beach waves, drinking fresh coconut water and balancing my tan eventually gets old. I'm starting to question, why do we even want to label what a perfect day will be? And we do this a lot. Describe your perfect day at work, at your dream job. Describe your perfect day with the relationship of your dreams. Always looking forward and never truly seeing where we already are. If you've been following my journey, you know that I bought a one-way ticket to Mexico, sold everything I owned, and have been literally just living for the last six months. And that means living, not working. I mean, of course, I will find random ways to make money here and there, but there really is no plan. It's not like I have a salary and then I'm working remotely or that I have any actual financial stability here. Like, there's no security net here. I'm truly just living and learning how to live on the way. A question that I'm pondering today is do you think that a day in the life would be good or bad? And I guess that depends on who you ask. Today was moving day. I was leaving my mountain house in Etla to a contemporary apartment block in Oaxaca City. And usually moving day is a big deal, obviously, but it's basically moving day for me almost every week. I've been living out of Airbnbs pretty much this whole time, but recently I've been committing to month-long stays, which is a big deal for me, someone who's very committed to being not committed. Before living in Mexico though, moving day was at the very most maybe once a year, and it was a pain in the ass every time I moved because I took all the stuff in one place and left it all the way to the other. I had friends come over to help me pack and I made the grossest last meal with whatever leftovers I had in the fridge. It was a one-time thing that I mentally prepared myself for and had certain expectations of. But after a while, even this gets old with the amount of moving I've been doing. But <laughs> I digress. I'll get into moving in on another episode. That's a whole episode by itself. Back to the idea of a good day or a bad day. The biggest difference in a day in the life in Mexico to a day in the life back home is the lack of consistency. I'm always shocking my nervous system with new languages, new people, new street signs, new beds, new routes, everything. A day in the life here is full of surprises, so you really can't be afraid of the unknown. The only thing you know is that today will very certainly reveal something of the unknown. I thought about how we might describe a good day versus a bad day, and a lot of it has to do with consistency. You have a set idea of what your day is supposed to look like, hopefully. Wake up, go to work, come home, go to bed, at least that script. And within that framework, conceptually good or bad things might happen. You might be late for work because there was a lot of unexpected traffic, or you might be really early and treat yourself to a coffee at a cafe instead of the cup of joe in the office. But who said either of those things are good or bad? Being late for work maybe is a good thing. You might have escaped a call or another project that your people-pleasing self would have inevitably volunteered for. Or maybe that fancy coffee you bought was made with stale milk. The truth is you'll never know if your day is truly bad or good until more things unfold. Have you ever heard of this Chinese proverb? It's called, maybe so, maybe not, we'll see. And it goes something like this. A farmer and his son had a beloved stallion who helped the family earn a living. 
One day the horse ran away and the neighbor said, your horse ran away, what terrible luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. A few days later, the horse returned home, leading a few other wild horses back to the farm as well. The neighbor shouted, oh my God, your horse has returned and brought several horses with him. What great luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not, we'll see. Later that week, the farmer's son was working with one of the horses and she threw him to the ground, breaking his leg. The villagers cried, oh my god, your son broke his leg, what terrible luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. A few weeks later, soldiers from the National Army marched through town, recruiting all the able-bodied boys for the army. They did not take the farmer's son, who was still recovering from his injury. So the friends shouted, your boy is spared, what tremendous luck. To which the farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not, we'll see. The moral of the story is, of course, that no event in and of itself can truly be judged as good or bad, lucky or unlucky, fortunate or unfortunate, but that only time will tell the whole story. Additionally, no one really lives long enough to find out the whole story, so it could be considered a great waste of time to judge minor inconveniences as misfortunes or to invest tons of energy into things that look outstanding on the surface but may not pay off in the end. The wiser thing then is to live life in moderation, keeping as even a temperament as possible, taking all things in stride, whether they originally appear to be good or bad. Life is much more comfortable and comforting if we merely accept what we're given and make the best of our life circumstances. Rather than always having to pass judgment on things and declare them as good or bad, it would be better to just sit back and say, it will be interesting to see what happens next. So generally, that's what a day in a life looks like for me. Maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's not, but I have the good fortune of more things continuously happening that I can't stay attached to any one event for too long and read into it. If your day is pretty predictable, then I'm sure being late for work or the stale milk in your coffee is really going to take precedent in your mind. So what can you do to break the routine? Realize the gift in the fact that you can control your own reactions and decisions. If you're having a bad day, you have the power to turn it into a good day by doing something you know will make you feel better. You can get a donut to make up for the bad coffee, or you can make a coffee at the office and enjoy it a little more today. You have the power to completely shift your mindset and look at things in a totally new way. I'm talking about this because I felt like my day kind of sucked, with moving all the things and feeling obviously really uneasy about my decision. I was really overwhelmed. I'm not sure if I still like the old house, if I'm gonna like the new neighborhood, all of these things. I had it pretty good at the mountain house in Etla, and this landlord is a bit distant. It's really noisy with all the neighbors. I don't have the rooftop to myself anymore, and there's a dog that won't stop barking, but oh yeah, I'm back in the city, forgot. <laughs> I had a bit of an argument with my new landlord who thought my lease began when I gave my deposit two weeks ago, but she only gave me the keys today. Of course, she already gave the house to someone else, so my stay here was cut in half. Of course, this was frustrating because now I have to go look for another house again and was hoping for a break on constant moving and looking for new houses. But now that I think of it, who am I kidding? I would have been looking for another house anyway, just out of habit. Yeah, commitment issues, that will be another episode on its own. During this time, she called someone and at first, she said that the tenant is a foreigner and can't speak Spanish. Then she corrected herself and said that actually I could speak Spanish, but just very little. And honestly, that was the highlight of my day. I didn't care about the living situation, that there was no water, that there were no cooking utensils. None of these things mattered anymore. I just focused on the one thing that made me feel better and suddenly I was having a good day. I also want to mention that we need to be careful about good and bad things. If you're focused on all the good things, then surely you will crash when the one bad thing that happens outweighs everything. 
Or you could be like me, who is so strategically hanging on the one good thing that your relationship to it is so fragile. Any whiff of a bad thing could totally throw you off. So don't hold on to good things as if they're the only good things that will come to you. Get rid of that scarcity mindset. At the end of the day, I'm not locked into a lease, so you know, the journey goes on and we'll see where we end up next. Without focusing on whether something good or bad is happening to you, you can choose to make things happen for you instead. With this mindset, you're no longer the receiver of good or bad news. You're the active creator of good or bad things. How incredible is that? The biggest learning is that I have the power to change my day. And with that in mind, no day is ever a good day or a bad day. It's just another day and we keep on living. I hope you enjoyed my very first episode on season five of the Miss Amanda Chen show, Learning How to Live. Let me know what you think and if there's anything else you want me to talk about. And let me know if this story has shifted your perspective on good or bad days. And don't worry, I'll talk in more detail about the housing here, from the moving to the negotiations to packing and the transportation. And obviously, eventually, the commitment issues. I'm very committed to not being committed to answering that right now. And that's all I have for you, fam. Make sure to subscribe and I'll catch you again next Wednesday with another episode of Learning How to Live.